Welcome in, everyone. This is the Full 10 Yards NFL Podcast. Daddy is back. The boss is back in the driving seat. Yeah, there's uh, also, we've got a third a third member of the uh, of the crew today joining us from New England, uh, part of their Do Your Job series. Uh, but I'm not sure, Bill, that the uh, cap and sunglasses were appropriate, but okay, we'll go with that. Uh, obviously, as you know, I've been away for a couple of weeks, been struggling, struggling with the whole uh, moving house thing. So uh, much appreciation goes to Sean Ewan and today's co-host, Lawrence, for filling in for me. Lawrence, have you missed me? That is the question. Absolutely. Absolutely, it's yeah. We've 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 struggled through. We've 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 really persisted, but yeah, we've absolutely missed you. <laughs> so sincere. Uh, yes, I say that NFL <laughs> podcast on today's show. We're going to be re- reviewing Monday Night Football, giving you all the latest news and notes from around the National Football League, and we're going to be looking ahead, of course, to Week 15 uh, in the NFL. Also got the quiz where Adam Murphy from Five Yard Rush has come over, uh, and we'll be taking that on, and we'll round out as we always do with some full ten yards updates don't forget to share the podcast tell a friend and do us if you reduce the honest honor of subscribing leaving a rating and review on apple Podcasts. that would mean a lot to me consider it your christmas present from me uh, from you to me so um, yeah there is that but lawrence let's get into it uh, first down monday night football first down. so yes monday night football obviously the eagles and the giants got it on in nc east Clash. Obviously, I've been in the middle of nowhere for the last couple of weeks, so I've not really had a chance to look at it. But Lawrence, can you uh, can you fill it in? Well, that's a bit like Eli Manning, who I, I did a bit of a kind of um, carbon defrost, kind of AKA hand solo, after coming back from multiple weeks of riding the pine as rookie Daniel Jones just lost and lost and lost and lost, and then suddenly Eli turns up. And unbelievably, the Giants were were 17-3 up um, at the half. And Darius Slayton, the um, rookie receiver, had an absolute monster half. Two huge touchdowns, 35-yarder, 55-yarder. And Eli was was looking like the Eli of, well... He was looking like Peyton. (laughs) Brilliant era for Eli. Um, Yeah, yeah. Kind of looking like his older brother. Um... It was it was a it was a really interesting one because going seventeen three up, you kind of thought, well, that is completely it for the Eagles. Their season is officially done. Tim's smiling. He's he's <laughs> kind of going, well, we're, the Cowboys are six and seven, but no, 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 we're going to be all right. The, the Eagles are, are even worse. They're going to be five and eight, and then no, absolutely not. Boston Scott comes back with a touchdown. And then it was the complete Zach Ertz show. Um, late in the fourth quarter, he catches the tying touchdown from Carson Wentz. And then in overtime, a really impressive drive from the Eagles. Caps off with an exact carbon copy replica. And yet again, for the absolutely disappointing 2 11 Giants, another pretty much stinker for Saquon Barkley. 17 carries for 66 yards. This is not the person that you probably drafted first overall and expected that sort of production. In fact, going on to ESPN's win probability, 
With five minutes 32 left in the game, the Giants had a 90.3% win probability for that game. So for the Eagles to come back, tie it, and then win it in overtime, bit of a stunner, really. Mm. But it does mean that the Eagles have now tied up with the Cowboys at six and seven in the NFC least. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think it's pretty. It's pretty lucky that uh, I've not been on the podcast the last couple of weeks because I'd have to do a lot of bleeping out. But there we go. Uh, <laughs> that's maybe for yeah. Maybe maybe a change this week. Who knows? Uh, but we'll get to that in third down. But now it's time for second down, where we bring you all the latest news around the NFL. Second down. So yeah, lots of news, both injury wise and NFL wise. But we'll start off with obviously. Uh, You've you've had quite a lot of fun recently, Lawrence, on the on the podcast talking about names and uh, your favourite names of the week. So, what's uh, what's your name of the week this week? Well, I've actually got an, a new crime fighting combo. This is this one's especially for Sean because I know how much he loves this. The Packers released an offensive lineman, and the Bills released an offensive lineman this week. And I think the two of them should get together, fight crime, and, and have a new show on Dave. That is Mr. Adam Pankey and Brandon Hitner. So Pankey and Hitner. Yeah, there you go. I think that's that's a perfect crime fighting combo. <laughs> Very good indeed. Okay, uh, yeah, more from that next week. Um, let's talk about the NFL. The um, it's reported that the NFL cap salary cap is expected to increase by eight million in twenty twenty, which essentially is the equivalent of a number one overall pick. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield is on currently on eight point one million, uh, or it's also the equivalent of uh, wide receivers Kenny Stills or Marvin Jones for those that uh, haven't recently come out of the draft. So, um, people like such as Dak Prescott will certainly be hoping that that's the case. Obviously, looking for that quiche. Uh, as uh, free agency for him kind of is kind of looming with him and the Cowboys, so it'd be interesting to see what they do. I saw somewhere actually that uh, it was a, I think it was a former NFL GM. He he reckons that um, it's reported that the Dak will get a ten-year, four hundred million dollar deal, which is absolutely bananas. Um, but yeah, cap expected to to rise in around the region of uh, up to one hundred ninety-six million uh, for the twenty twenty season. So. Uh, yeah, interesting times there in terms of money in the National Football League. But um, talking of Marvin Jones, actually, he, Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans, Alshon Jeffrey, Rashad Penny, and probably half the Niners, uh, 49ers defence um, all picked up injuries uh, to pretty much end in their seasons. So, you know, tough luck if you have any of those in fantasy football as you head into your playoffs. Uh, Thursday night game between the Ravens and the Jets. Lamar Jackson's quad should be good to go, was limited in practice, as was Mark Andrews, so should be okay fantasy-wise to fire them up. Some other quick-fire injury news, Patrick Mahomes should be okay after a scan showed no hand break. Rokon Smith, however, will miss the rest of the season with a pectoral tear. And some players coming back, Josh Jacobs is expected to return from a shoulder injury this week, but uh, not because he wants to help your fantasy football team, uh, that is for sure. But I suppose, Lawrence, this time of year, um, you know, it's kind of like the NFL's version of Twister, isn't it? Spin a wheel, pick a player and a body part and uh, just match it up for an injury. Yeah, I mean, I think I think um, week 14 was especially especially bad. bad. It? It, was, yeah. it, was a, it was a right old mash unit, wasn't it? Mm. The, and, and especially for big names, big, big yeah. names. Some, some of them not heading for real playoffs, but for a lot of people... Mm fantasy playoffs yeah. and, and big implications there. Yeah. So I think everyone, and, and that includes obviously the, the game we're, we're going to be talking about shortly in terms of Thursday night, that, you know, 
be monitoring your teams is is the kind of key advice. Don't take anything for granted and, and look out for any alerts. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And especially this time of the season as well, you're getting people that are trying to block you. So let's say Lamar Jackson goes down, people are going to be picking up a QB or two that might be sitting on the waivers that has, uh, you know, a viable starting option. So, uh, yeah, do try and uh, be, you know, if you've got sleeper, you get alerts quite quickly. So that's obviously uh, something that you can use to your advantage. Um, before we get into third down of the week 15 preview and say the Jets and the Ravens as well, Patriots uh, have been embroiled once more in cheating allegations after the production crew of the Patriots organization were allegedly filming the Signal, the signal calling from the ben- Bengals sideline uh, on Sunday in their in the press box. Uh, absolutely textbook Patriots. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Um, but uh, from a Patriots standpoint, I mean, if, you, if you're in a world where you're trying to record what the Bengals are doing, you're in uh, a whole world of trouble, aren't you? Uh, I know they lost for, for the first time at home since 2017. Uh, Bill Belichick's come out says he's not been involved in it, but is that true? Not quite sure, but um, yeah. Um, he's, uh, yeah, the the... the the film production crew that's uh, with us on today's podcast is staying quiet. So, um, yeah, he's nothing, nothing coming from him. Lawrence, Lawrence, what did you make of it? I mean, if if you are consciously spending time to scout Andy Dalton, I mean, I could almost excuse it if it's Ryan Finley because there's not enough game tape on him. But Andy Dalton's back. He's been around in the league for a long, long time, and I think we kind of know how he performs. He is. He is that person. He is that. He's the dictionary definition of a middle of the road quarterback. Yeah. So you know, don't don't get embroiled in in more controversy by by scouting the ginger prince for goodness' sake. Mm. Okay. Well, let's go and break that game down with all along with the other the other fifteen games in the National Football League in third down. Third down. Okay, let's start off like we always do on Thursday Night Football. Lawrence, your Ravens and Lamar Jackson are hosting the New York Jets. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not exactly box office viewing as the, the five and eight Jets travel to Baltimore to face a Ravens team who haven't lost a game since um, since late September. Um, Baltimore have already secured a playoff place and sit absolutely comfortably atop the AFC North. A win on Thursday night will win their division and force the Steelers into a into a scrap that they're already in against the Titans. Mm. So that's for that wild card spot. Mm. Ravens are five and one at home, and the Jets one and five on the road. So it's kind of inevitable where this game is going. Gang Green were the only team to win a game in the AFC East last week, a bit like the Redskins for a couple of weeks in in the NFC East. Yeah. I was waiting. And, I was and, waiting to see how long that would take. Was that? F- uh, not 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 too long. <laughs> ten too ten long. minutes in, you did well. <laughs> yeah, um, and very quietly, the the Jets have actually won four of their last five games, which mm. I I didn't realise until I was looking that up. So that's quite an impressive way to kind of finish. A season it looks like I mean the Jets will be hoping to strike a blow to the Ravens playoffs home field advantage and Jets management will be hoping to pin down the whereabouts of their flu ridden running back Le'Veon Bell this week who was caught on Saturday night <laughs> five hours after being ruled out for the game against the Dolphins at a 10 pin bowling alley mm. yeah so Bell needs to recover pretty quickly, and judging by his 251 personal best bowling score, I think he should be okay. 
um, to face a Ravens defense that's playing a really good blend, I think, of, of sort of bend but don't break football. Mm. Lamar Jackson himself has said he, he will play despite his quad injury and limited practices. And I know the formal report that's come out is that he is listed as questionable. Yep. If the Ravens and their four-headed monster of a run game get up by 21 points or more, I can see RG3 coming in at something like halfway through the third quarter anyway for another one of his little cameo performances. This should be a one of these historic games where Lamar Jackson actually breaks the NFL quarterback rushing yards in a season record and he only needs 23 to beat Michael Vick still with with another two games in front of him mm-hmm. so he, he could do that on one play we know we know that his absolute elusiveness 23 yards is nothing for him mm-hmm. and and this is a record that has stood since 2006 so he's he's not only going to beat it um, on on Thursday, he's going to absolutely obliterate it. Yeah. Um, don't forget that when Michael Vick set that record in two thousand and six, and it was all very very impressive, those Falcons finished seven and nine and actually missed the playoffs. I've got a big win here for Baltimore, as they really look to stake a claim on the AFC number one seed. Mm. Absolutely, and two teams that are well in that race as well. Probably a few games back anyway, but yeah, a lot of jostling for position in the AFC uh, playoff uh, battle. We've got Houston at Tennessee, uh, the, the Sky game at 6 o'clock. Like I say, big AFC South battle here. Both teams 8-5. and five. Uh, The first of two games actually between these two teams as they meet again in Week 17, which is actually quite ludicrous to be quite honest. You've got 17 weeks to get all the divisional games you know, spread out quite nicely, but no, they, they do two in three weeks. Uh, it's quite common in the NFC South as well, but so uh, no, why, why Constantine area up if uh, you've got 17 weeks to do it? Anyway, moving on. Um, it's all about, you know, can Ryan Tannehill improve his 5-1 and one record as a starter uh, for the Titans at home, like I say, where they are usually pretty good. He'll look to keep AJ Brown going, who is currently the leader in the NFL in y- um, yak, av- uh, yak yardage per reception in terms of average with 9.5 yards. Obviously helped by that long bomb last week against Oakland. For Houston, hopefully they can welcome back Will Fuller at wide receiver. They're a much better team, obviously, with him in than without. Obviously, opens up things for New Hopkins and Kenny Stills and Darren Fells and, and all of the guys there as well. So it'll be interesting to see how Houston respond after their demolishing uh, and probably demoralising defeat uh, against Denver last week. So uh, big, big game here. You know, playoff implications, not only for division, but possibly wild card as well with uh, you know Steelers um, in the, sniffing around uh, for, the, for the sixth seed as well. So the loser here, especially if Houston lose, um, could, be, could be them behind the eight ball uh, as the weeks go on. So uh, let's move on to the NFC North. Lawrence, you've got Chicago at Green Bay. Match of the... 2019 curtain raiser mm. where where fans absolutely fell asleep with the Packers winning 10-3 <laughs> the only touchdown being a second oh. quarter pass from Aaron Rodgers that, to tight end Jimmy Graham that seems Graham. so long ago doesn't it the Bears at 7-6 and six are somehow alive and and if they manage yeah 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 so that start of the season is, is uh, yeah it feels like a year ago yeah I'm I stayed up for it. <laughs> God knows why, but yeah, I did. I did stay up for that. I, I normally kind of do. It doesn't matter who's playing. I'll do. I'll do that first game of the season because it's just football's back. Yeah, absolutely. But Christ, was that a was that a poor performance to start the start the hundredth season? I don't think. I don't think anyone in the NFL wanted that. 
as their their opener as part of that hundred year legacy. No. So Bears at, at seven and six somehow are just about alive. Realistically, then they're not going to the playoffs, but they are they are still in the hunt. And beating a ten and three Packers team would would just keep that miracle alive. The Bears are in fact on a three game win streak, albeit wins by five, four, and um, seven. Was it Tim? All right, all right, easy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the most significant of of those wins was against the Cowboys last week. It has, has to be said. Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky has thrown 11 touchdowns and five interceptions in his last five games. And that includes six touchdowns in his last two. And his 10 rushes for 63 yards last week was actually 44% of his rushing total for the season. And if you bear in mind that last year he ran for 421 yards, Discovering he can still sort of tuck and go this late in the season is a bit disappointing for Bears fans who thought maybe he would be a bit more mobile. But the the game plan obviously hasn't gone that way to to allow him the, that flexibility. He's been he's been kept as a pocket passer. Mm. Wide receiver Alan Robinson. I think I read some, somewhere today that he wants to to sign a, a he wants to become the Bears' all time leading receiver. He needs just over a hundred yards to reach a thousand. But whatever you do, don't ask about Bears tight ends. <laughs> Did you know that their leading tight end by yards is Trey Burton with 84 yards for the season? Jesus. I mean, if you think the Patriots tight end production is bad, just have a look at the stat line on the Bears tight ends. It <laughs> is a horror show. So, and as, as you mentioned earlier, second year, very impressive linebacker Roquan Smith is on injured reserve. There's even more pressure on Khalil Mack and the likes of Danny Trevathan to, to step up. In fact, Khalil Mack's seven and a half sacks has been a bit, a bit of a disappointment. And I think personally that the Packers at 10 and 3, because everyone's talking about how brilliant the, the 49ers and the Saints are, the Packers are kind of sitting a little bit under the radar at the moment, despite their, their 10 and 3 division topping record and three wins in their last four. Aaron Rodgers has said he's happy to continue win to win ugly if he's able to reach his second Super Bowl. And and they have been. You know, it really has been said that they're not blowing anybody away. They're they're sort of hanging in there. Aaron Jones has, has waited to week fourteen to have his best best rushing game of the season. And he could just about squeak a thousand on the ground if he keeps his current pace up. He is second in the NFL with 15 total touchdowns, mm. which is just one behind run CMC. Yep. So, you know, he's, he's, he's certainly getting the production there. Packers are currently sitting in the number two seed with a, with a home playoff divisional game in Lambeau to defend. So I can see the Packers escaping in heroic style, providing that their hero is the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Okay, let's move over to the Sky game then. I don't know why I've got both Sky games, but unfortunately it's my Dallas Cowboys on prime time. Once again, the LA Rams are the visitors here. Massive game. Let's not uh, make no bones about it. Massive game here for Dallas. Like I say, Lawrence, Philadelphia equaling the uh, poor, atrocious 6-7 and seven, uh, record atop of the NFC East. Clearly the worst division in football. No one with a winning record. Cowboys have lost four of their last five games. That's probably half the reason why I've not been on the podcast, uh, but have not looked good on either side. 
side of the ball, maybe except for maybe a couple of opening drives either side of um, kickoffs. But yeah, um, and garbage time as well. Let's not forget as well. After opening the season with thirty uh, with three thirty point um, plus points games in terms of scoring, they've only done it once in those last five, uh, albeit against very different um, type of team teams on the slate. Uh, manipulations of stats there, even the Tories that would be proud of. Big news from the Cowboys this week: obviously the cutting of Brat Maher, the kicker, which I thought was a bit harsh, really, considering this is a guy that's been has kicked twice from sixty two uh, already this season. But essentially, it's a results business in the kicking league, in the kicking game. So uh, that's why he's gone. Been replaced by Kai Forbath. Um, not really optimistic, if I'm honest. Uh, I would have stuck with Brett Maher myself. Kickers go through these kind of troubles as well. Just look at Dan Bailey, and um, yeah, he's. I think he's actually had one of the special teams players of the uh, of the week or the month um, in in the NFL as well. So yeah, you just got you just got to get through it. Yes, they've been costly kick the misses, but all, all kickers miss kicks. Um, so it's just a case of it was just a bad rut, but. Um, but- but but ten, ten of them. Yes. No. Yeah. No. I. I. know. I, I. I get it. But you know what? Kai. Kai. Fort, what's it? What's Kai Forbath going to come and do? It's just. It's still a roll of the dice in the kicking game, isn't it? There's probably what four or five kickers that you can put your, put your mortgage on someone kicking, putting it through the upright. You know, you've got Justin Tucker and then all you know Will Lutz perhaps as well. But even he's had struggles. But um, yeah, it's it's it's, is what it is. But I, I didn't see how. I, 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 I feel that. I, I feel the pain. I mm. feel the pain. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how Kai Forbath will be an upgrade on Brett Maha, but we we shall see. Um, anyway, talking of the Rams, they look kind of looked more like themselves on Monday Night Football, didn't they? Uh, Dallas defense, like I say, is, is just woeful at the moment. So, kind of expecting Todd Gurley uh, to put up a similar performance like he did against the Seahawks. Potential look ahead spot for Dallas. Anyway, you know this this game essentially could be is irrelevant if they win their last two. Obviously, the big crunch game next week uh, in at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia, and then obviously uh, we face off against the Redskins at home on final weekend as well so win the last two games uh, this game essentially is irrelevant so be interesting to see kind of what they put into this one so it's a bit of a case uh, you know go out and enjoy football and try, try and remember what it's like to win a game because it's been a while just a win against the Lions uh, over the last month or so to to write home about uh, but the Rams you know that win against the Seahawks on Monday Night Football like you say it's given them a bit of a squeak just one game back now on the Vikings probably unlikely to catch the Seahawks and the 49ers in the NFC West so it's, you know wild card or bust for them key to this one's going to be the Cowboys d- defense and their pass rush you know defense has been porous pass rush outside of Robert Quinn's not really been uh, too much to write home about for the Cowboys Goff clearly struggles we all know he does against pressure uh, you know getting in his face and he, he'll just throw a ball up in the air uh, which is right before the picking Dallas Cowboys interceptions and, and takeaways aren't yeah, they aren't known for that, so uh, that will be the key to the game. So Goff and McVay obviously would be hoping for uh, more of the same performances out of the Rams O-line that looked good on Monday. Uh, could be a huge Cooper Cup game in this one as well, so he's been quite quiet recently, so uh, look out for him on that one. And talking of the Seattle Seahawks, Lawrence, you've got them uh, travelling to uh, Carolina. Yeah, we've got the 10-3 the and three Seahawks. They really do need this win to keep alive hopes of winning the NFC West, which they do have a genuine legitimate shot of against the 5-8 and eight Panthers team who've kind of fizzled out, really. The all-time series between these two teams stands at 9-4 to the Seahawks, including the, the last two matchups, which, which Seattle have won. They have actually met twice in the playoffs in the last four seasons, um, both winning one. And the last game that they played against each other was in November last year. And it's quite an exciting, quite a barn burner. Finished 30-27 to Seattle, 
one on a Seabass field goal with zero ticks left on the clock. So we could be in for a bit of an exciting ride. But that was with Cam Newton mm. last season, not Mr. Allen at quarterback. Russell Wilson last week was was harassed pretty much all game by Aaron Donald. Um, and they lost their breakout running back, Rashard Penny, for the rest of the season as well, which is a, a big blow. Because if, if you're going to progress deep into the playoffs, you need depth. And you need depth at key positions. And running back is one of those positions that you need that depth at. So losing Rashard Penny just before kind of the, the playoffs start is, is a big blow. But they, they arguably face an easier time against the Panthers team that allows a league-high 5.3 yards a carry. They have had a, a pretty remarkable amount of sacks. I think they've had 47 sacks or something, the, the Panthers. But they, they, they are just susceptible against the run. Chris Carson, the Seahawks running back, has already topped 1,000 yards and he's also got 35 catches to go with it. So, pretty impressive season from Chris Carson. I think we're going to be looking out for a few more Russell Wilson designed rollout runs um, and a bit more production on the ground from Russell Wilson as, as part of the part of the game plan. Not that he's scrambling for his life. Um, and a little little sprinkle of CJ Procyus as well. At wide receiver for the Seahawks over the past four games, rookie DK Metcalf has completely outperformed Tyler Lockett, who the the, the combination of Wilson and Lockett earlier on the season was looking like Montana and Rice, but that's gone completely, completely quiet in the last four games. For the Panthers, obviously it's all led it all comes through um, Christian McCaffrey leads the league with 16 touchdowns. He's got 1,220 yards rushing and 86 catches. But I feel I feel a, a bit sorry for McCaffrey. All of his 86 catches, the longest he's gone on one of those is 25 yards through the air. Hmm. I've got Seattle to bounce back here and win by 8, 9, 10, hmm. round about that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Carl Allen and his um, his stake to be the quarterback next season. I suppose actually they haven't gone to real, Will Greer. I don't, I don't think. Obviously, Carl Allen's had his ups and downs, but it's, um, yeah, three games left. Stick Will Greer in uh, to see what you've got in there. But obviously, considering he's not been been able to get to the field, probably not a lot. Not showing a lot on the practice field. Um, you've got another game, Lawrence AFC West, Denver at Kansas City. Yeah, which talk about sticking a quarterback in just to see how it goes in a, in a lost season. It's exactly what they've, um, exactly what the Broncos have done with Drew Locke, mm. and and he's on a two-game win streak himself, including that huge upset last week of of the of Houston in Texas. I mean, Locke and his five and eight Broncos are pretty much going to be playing the sort of pantomime villains during this festive festive kind of time. Oh no, they're not. <clears throat> oh yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> but but the. Yeah, I'm losing the plot here. But the, the only the only meaningful game they they actually have got left in the season is this one um, against the Chiefs, who just about outlasted the Patriots. I mean, I think I counted. I think there was three games last season. Sorry, last season, last week, where a cornerback managed to prevent a game from being tied up. I think you had Breland, Peters, and Fitzpatrick all deflecting passes in the end zone to stop a game from being tied up. I don't think I've seen three of those in, in one week. I think that's, that was pretty remarkable stuff. 
So Locke is, has been impressive in his in his first two outings, completing seventy two percent of his passes. He's thrown five touchdowns and only been sacked once in those two games. The Broncos' leading wide receiver, Courtland Sutton, who has had a, a very good season, he can reach a thousand by on on this Sunday. For the Chiefs, they're they're really looking to try and catch the Patriots for what is probably going to be the number two seed in the AFC, mm. having already won their division. Yep. Patrick Mahomes, I think, has looked distinctly mortal this season after his, his absolutely insane 2008 season. But the Chiefs are in, in doing things at the right time, and they've won four of their last five. Um, but they've not been convincing. Only one of those wins of those those four victories in the last five games has, has been a, a thumping, which was a, a big 31-point win against the Raiders. But that's not, again, that's not really convincing. Um, Mahomes, after his 50 touchdowns last season, has only got 21 to date in 13 games. And, and there's been a reduction in pretty much all, all of his major statistical categories including passing yards per game. He's down by over 20 yards this season from his, his output. He's just under 300. He was just under 320 last season as, a, as an average per game. Chiefs running game is still an absolute mess. Apart from Shady McCoy, he's got a pretty healthy 4.7 yards a carry average. Rest of the backfield, I mean, who knows um, who Andy Reid's putting out each week and it, even each drive. As the games in Kansas City, I'll give the edge to the Chiefs, but I think this is going to be a closer game than many people think. Drew Lock's got nothing to lose, so he's going to play with a lot of freedom. I've got the Chiefs by field goal. Mm. Talking of nothing to lose as well, Cincinnati haven't got anything to lose, but they probably will do anyway. The New England Patriots travel uh, over to the jungle uh, to face the Bengals. Bengals obviously um, currently occupying the number one uh, pick in the 2020 draft, which is probably where they will stay anyway. Uh, like we said at the top of the show, obviously New England embroiled in trying to trying to get the lowdown and get the gist of what the Bengals will be bringing to them on Sunday. But uh, of course, it's just going to be Andy Dalton, Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon and all, and all the rest of it as well. So, um, yeah, New England, it's a, it's a funny one, isn't it? They're a kind of a wounded animal at the moment, but it's, it's kind of a wounded animal that can't really do anything about it. You know, we know, you know their offence has, has not been the greatest this, this season and, you know, kind of the epitome of that is the fact that they're bringing out trick plays. You know, you had Julian Edmund throwing a touchdown pass uh, not so long ago and you know some trick plays flea flicker I think to Julian Edelman uh, against the Chiefs on their opening drive was it uh, on, on Sunday night um, so you know generally when when the offensive coordinator or the head coach goes to the trick plays that's when you, you know you're trying to find a spark for your offense so that in itself is a red flag for this New Orleans uh, New England uh, offense uh, and the defense obviously Pat, um, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City uh, offense didn't have too much trouble uh, last week as well. So yeah, New England are vulnerable, uh, probably as they ever have been over the last decade or so. So, um, but hope they 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 should really be getting a win over the Bengals because I don't think they're really that interested in winning here. So um, yeah, I think New England probably need one or two wins out from their last three games. I think they've got uh, Miami and Buffalo left to go as well. So should get two out of three there, and they should uh, shore up that number two seed for Cincinnati. Again, Andy Dalton's come back. Uh, last week and, and did okay. Um, again, Ryan Finley's obviously not their their quarterback of the future, so it'd be interesting to see what they do with that number one pick. Do they go Chase Young or do they go a quarterback and trade down uh, for a, for a war chest of, of picks and still be able to get uh, a pick, or do they go for someone like Joe Burrow, uh, who is you know, 
scouted to be a kind of a, a number one overall pick as well. Um, you know, it's going in with Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield over the last couple of years. But yeah, not an interesting game. No one's really going to be watching. No one's really got any uh, fancy implications in this one. I've got Julian Edelman in a couple of leagues, but um, yeah, not really one to to get excited about. Uh, nor same can be said, Lawrence of Tampa Bay at Detroit. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at six and seven, they they've left it too late to warm up, and and their three game win streak that they've had is is doing nothing but making them go down in terms of draft pick order, which is a real shame because Jameis Winston he's he's trying his best, he really really is, but those um, those interceptions have been painful to watch at times, and he's over. It's something ridiculous, like 22, 23 interceptions for the yeah, season. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, this is we're, we're they're going up against the a three nine and one Lions team. You've got their own six game losing streak, and they're tied with Arizona for that that accolade. But <laughs> still not as poor as the still not as poor as the Giants, who have got a nine game skid. So. For Winston, he's second in the league in passing yards and also second in the league for touchdowns um, with 26, but obviously leading the way in interceptions by a long, long way. He's going to be without Mike Evans, who's the number three ranked wide receiver, who's almost certainly done for the season. I don't think they've shut him down yet, but no, I, think he I, don't think he's gonna, I don't think he's going to be back with no. the hamstring injury. Yeah. We're going to need to look out for a guy called Justin Watson, who's a 2018 fifth-round pick to get some targets. He had five of his eight career catches last week. Mm. And I think for the Lions, they're, they're just going to wish the season's over. And for for the bearded one, Matt Patricia, I think he's going to be looking for alternative employment as a New Year's resolution. <laughs> I've got the Bucks to continue their, their hollow hot streak hollow hot streak there you go uh okay let's move over to sean's team cleveland browns they travel to glendale arizona to take on the cardinals uh should be a big game for nick chubb in this one current rushing leader in the nfl um by a little by some distance as well i think as uh, if i remember correctly arizona no 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 he's he's he is just ahead he's he's kind of a oh. carry ahead of Derek henry I've got here, 12, yeah, 1,281 yards and seven touchdowns on the ground for Nick Chubb. Derek Henry is 1,243, so yeah, 50, 50-odd 50 yards. Uh, 30, no, 38 yards, yeah, so it could be one long Derek Henry uh, one away. Oh, sorry, I was comparing him to Ezekiel Elliott because he was fifth on my list and he was 200 ahead of him, so I was just trying to see how Zeke can get to number one, but I don't think that's uh, possible, but there we go. Um, <laughs> back to the game. Um, yeah, Arizona woeful against pretty much anything on defence, to be honest. Uh, have given up nearly 5,400 yards, in, you know, both passing and receiving uh, sorry passing and rushing uh up to date up to week 14 so cleveland um just a two and four away record this season their season is also done obviously after a recent uh, defeat to pittsburgh as well so interesting to see how much that fight they put in obviously freddie kitchens has been under fire um for a couple of weeks now so it'd be interesting to see if he comes back and how much the the team put in obviously him and baker have had a bit of a, a misalignment and odell beckham's been odell beckham so uh, it's been typical browns to be quite honest 
Not the Browns that we thought it would be going in, into the season. Uh, Cardinals will probably just go about their business. They don't again. It's kind of for a free hit for for Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray this season. You know, was it three nine and one record they have as well? Probably played a bit, a little bit better than that as well. Um, so I expect them to vastly improve next season. You know, better in in horse racing terms, better for the run uh, would be the term I would use. Both both teams come come to play. Should be a fun game this one. Say defense is um, obviously Miles Garrett's still suspended as well, so defense is a bit depleted and and let's face it pretty poor as well so um yeah be interesting to see um how this one plays out but not really much riding on it except for maybe jostling in terms of 2020 draft pick first round uh, positioning so um one yeah, Kyler Murray obviously clearly a bit limited last week with the niggles that he's had obviously being a mobile QB bit of a disaster for him but he's on the men should have had another week now to recuperate so should be not too limited in this one and of this of course this is the uh, 2019 first overall pick versus the 2018 first overall pick so the number one pick bowl uh, in this one Baker Mayfield against Kyler Murray. Let's move over to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They travel to Oakland, Lawrence. For another piece of NFL history. Mm. So we've got the 4-9 Jags moving uh, with their five-game losing streak over to the 6-7 and seven, um, Oakland team for their final Raiders game in the Coliseum yep. before the Silver and Black set off for Sin City. Yep. By the letter of the law, I think Oakland are still in the playoff hunt, but they, as far as I'm concerned, they need Chucky, bride of Chucky, and more wood than a woodchuck could chuck wood at (laughs) to reach a post-season position. So it's just not going to happen. And and, uh, I know this is a a bit crude, but this this kind of is a used condom of a game. Oh, come on, Lawrence. What are you lowering it like that for? (laughs) <laughs> it's a dead. It's a, it's a dead rubber. Dead rubber. Jesus. Yeah. That's that's quite funny. <laughs> that is quite funny. A dead rubber. Yeah, I, I, I was going dark, but I made it a little bit lighter. <laughs> yeah. um, Oakland, they're gonna. I, I think they're gonna be t- determined to to win out and give the fans, mm. especially those the, the the crazy ones in the black hole, yeah, a, a fitting send-off. send-off from yeah. the west coast. So I think there's 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 a lot more emotional investment in this game than there typically would be for a for a team that's that's six and seven and, and their season is pretty much fading. Mm. So we've got Josh Jacobs, the very impressive rookie running back who should be back, and tight end Darren Waller, who is exceeding everyone's expectation, is going to be sniffing at a thousand yard season by the end of this game. For Jacksonville, it's another opportunity to have more film captured on Gardner Minshew to see if he is legitimately going to become the Jaguars' starting quarterback for Week 1 2020. Leonard Fournette, who it seems has faded away a little bit, has actually eclipsed a 1,000 yards for the season, but he hasn't gone over 100 in his past six. And he's actually only had three rushing touchdowns all season, Mm. which I don't think anyone really expected, considering the amount of carries that he's had. Mm. I've got an Oakland win. I've got an emotional Oakland win here. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Leonard Fournette, just to note on him as well, he only he only manages to get 1.4 yards before contact. So, um, yeah, that's probably part of the reason why he's uh, met in the backfield and not getting any rushing touchdowns. So, yeah, there is that. Um, OK, let's move over to another boring game, but uh, Miami at New York Giants, a game where combined wins equals five doesn't usually mean a good product will be on the field. But, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is always a white-knuckle rider, isn't he? So who knows? Uh, Eli Manning, I think it's fair to say, is the opposite of white-knuckle, but um, he'll be under centre again, obviously, in this one. We 
if Daniel Jones out for probably another week or two. Um, quite possibly his last home game as a Giant if Daniel Jones does um, see the field again this season. But um, yeah, Elam Manning had a good first half, like you say, Lawrence against the Eagles, but uh, that was more the Eagles secondary not turning up till the second half because uh, he was quite quiet in the second half as well. So um, chance to have a swan song here against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, New York Giants have won the last three against these two teams, which obviously started way back in 2007. Uh, Wembley game uh, all those years ago, yeah, 12 years ago, my God. Um, yeah, both teams bottom eight in points scored per game, but also bottom five in points allowed. So it could be a sneaky high score in this one if uh, either team can execute. Um, you know, we know how hot and cold both of these quarterbacks can be. So, um, yeah, could potentially be uh, a sneaky high scorer. But unfortunately, with uh, Saquon Barkley's troubles, I don't think he's quite fit. He's, they've they've rushed him back, and I don't really see why they've uh, they've done that with his uh, what was it his high ankle sprain, wasn't it? Um, so that probably leaves Devontae Parker as the leading kind of fantasy uh, yep. player in this game. So um, that probably probably says all you need to know about this game. So I'm not going to spend too much more time on it. So Lawrence, you can talk about Atlanta and San Francisco. The sandwich is on order, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> got a, we've got a lovely place near where I live called Pitalicious that does a does a lovely falafel. So I'm looking forward to it. The, 40, the 49ers are going to falafel over. Oh, dearie me, dearie I'm me. I'm dying, so, on, yeah, I'm dying you... on that hill. I don't care. I'm dying on it. I'll, I'll, I'll let you have it. I'll let <laughs> you have it because you, you've been away for a couple of weeks, so I'll let you off that one. So we got the Falcons traveling to the 49ers, the, the four and nine Falcons. I think they're pretty much wishing it was Groundhog Day as the victory against the Panthers they had last week was one of the three teams that they've beaten. So out of their four wins they've had this season, two have come against the Panthers. This Sunday they face an 11-2 49ers team, 5-1 at home. They've got the best points differential and the most wins in the NFC. So, you know, it's it's it could get quite ugly quite quickly. Not really much to report on this one. Devontae Freeman, the Falcons running back, had his first touchdown of the season last week. And I think he's going to look out to go in a little bit of style um, to to prove that he's he's still a viable number one running back. Number two, Falcons receiver Calvin Ridley's done for the season. So look for Russell Gage, I think, to get some more targets. 49ers have also got a, a running back back from injury. He came back last week as a kind of bit more of a cameo performance for Matt, Matt Breeder, but he's going to be back fully. He trails Raheem Mostert by just 12 yards in terms of the team's leading rusher. Breeders averaging 60 yards a game and, and Mostert 47. So look for Breeder to fit right back in. And I think for Tevin Coleman, he's gone off the boil. So I think this is definitely Breeder and Mostert to have, have some big games. And the mid-season trade, which I could arguably be seen as trade of the season, kind of like the Khalil Max trade a year before. The trade of Emmanuel Sanders has, has been a huge, huge mm. boost to the 49ers. Mm. And he was absolutely almighty um, in the win against the Saints last week. Over 150 yards receiving. That really clever touchdown when he, he wasn't tackled and he got back up again, plus throwing a touchdown. So... Look for his form to continue. Obviously, George Kittle, the tight end, is a, is an absolute all-pro, maybe all-world. And 
rookie Debo Samuel is is really outperforming where he was drafted as a second round pick earlier this year. Normally, it takes receivers, rookie receivers, a little bit of time to warm up, but he's he's done really, really well, and he'll be looking to to head deep into the playoffs this season. I think the the Niners to run, run, run for some fun, 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 and get a big win and, mm. and move to twelve and two. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. I think, I think they've still got Seattle left on the docket as well, haven't they? In the second game, so I really, I really hope Seattle get their fifty because yeah. they'll come to they'll have to come to Dallas. Then I'll get to I'll get to suffer that one. But there we go. Uh, that's for that's for later on in the season. Let's move on. A couple of games left to go. Let's let's get these out of the way. Buffalo at Pittsburgh, another big game here for Sunday night football. Pittsburgh, like I say, clinging on to the number six six seed. Uh, it's a huge game for them here. Buffalo, obviously, the number five seed as well. So. Potential tiebreaker implications with this one. Interesting if they do, the Steelers do win. Um, obviously, they'll, they'll go head-to-head with uh, Buffalo and, and take that that fifth seed. And, of course, you've got the AFC South, which we talked about a bit earlier on uh, with both teams 8-5 and five as well. So quite a lot of uh, jostling to be done here uh, with these four teams, uh, especially if Pittsburgh do win this game. Steelers finish off at the Jets and at the Ravens. So this is the last game at Heinz Field for this season. Um, you know, the massive game here for the mighty Duck, Duck Dev- Devlin Hodges. <laughs> um, maybe he will lay a goose egg. Steelers should be able to welcome back um, wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster and James Connor for this one just at the right time. Uh, they, I think they were limited in practice or have been practicing this week as well in some capacity. So good news for them where so many other players are going down. They have a tough task though against this Bills team who are very obviously one of the best defences in the league. Very stout defence, especially against the pass. Uh, Pittsburgh have won nine of the last ten uh, between these two teams, though. But this is uh, two different, very different teams from those that have contested those those previous contests. Um, you know, Bills have got win away wins at Dallas, and um, I can't remember the other team that they beat. They were the Titans as well. They've they've won away from home this season as well. So, be interesting to see if they contain the Steelers at Heinz Field, throwing the uh, terrible towels there in the crowd. Steelers def- Steelers defense on the other side, obviously looking good as well, looking like the uh, the old classic Steelers defenses of of yesteryear with Troy Polamalu et al. Um, so, it could be a tight, tense tussle here in the trenches on Sunday Night Football. Should be an interesting one. Should be is a lot on the line, which is what we love about. December football. Um, finish us off, Lawrence, with Monday Night Football. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a, a Super Bowl rematch. You have. My first Super Bowl I ever which watched. Is, which is, yeah, I mean, and, and, and that was pretty cool. It, it, that was one of those Super Bowls that does go hugely down in history and, and that big interception return at the end to to win that game for the Saints. I think, I think people will remember that for a long, long time. Mm. Colts sitting at six and seven. They're again kind of like the Raiders. They're sort of lingering around like a bad smell. They they're still mathematically in the hunt, but realistically not. Um, they they face a ten and three Saints team, who I think had all manner of wind knocked out of their sails after that ninety four point firework display last Sunday, which I think it was great that. Um, all of all the Sky viewers got to see that game. I think I, I think that was one of the more fortunate bits of Sky programming. So <laughs> really glad everyone got to see that game. I think the real story here with with the game. I think the Saints are are a superior on on both offense and defense. This is the story about how many catches all pro wide receiver Michael Thomas ends up with as he's chasing Marvin Harrison's record of 143 catches in a season. Mm. I've worked it out that if he has 
eight, eight and seven. He breaks the record. Yeah, so if doable. he has ten catches this week, yeah. he's he's well on the way to breaking that record. And you you know Sean Payton and Drew Brees will want him to get that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, so for the Colts, they've had a, a few people that they've had to finish off for the season. Adam Vinatieri, will he ever come back? Was was his last kick? Um, in the NFL. Mm, yeah, he's on the injured reserve, isn't he? He's having surgery, isn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, arguably, he, we may never see him again. And I think we've, we've got to shout him out here, even though he, he hasn't done anything in the last week. The the fact of, you know, we've just got to pay credit to his career, which is just possible. Well, I think it is the greatest career for a kicker in NFL history. Mm. Maybe not the most accurate kicker in NFL history, but in terms of his career, in terms of his longevity, in terms of his clutch kicks in big games, I think there there is no better. And he was named on the NFL's um, 100-year anniversary team as well. So nice. fully deserved, in mm. my opinion. Mm. Yeah, certainly a lot of clutch kicks in his, uh, in his career, but unfortunately this season, a few crutch kicks as well. Yeah, you've been waiting to unload these, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So you know, we've we've got Marlon Mack for the for the Colts, who's nearing a thousand yards. He's exactly a hundred yards away. But I think this this is the game where we are going to see. Hopefully, there's there's got to be a point at some point in the season where Alvin Kamara actually shows that he is a number one and and superb running back because he again a bit like Saquon Barkley he, he has unfortunately underperformed for the season both both by production and and obviously for all fantasy fans who drafted him and I bet you there was a lot of people that drafted him if they had a number one pick mm. yeah absolutely no, absolutely. One of the uh, one of the busts of the season. We'll get into that in the uh, in the fantasy podcast in the off season. We'll break it all down for you. But Lawrence, that's uh, week fifteen all looked ahead for us. But let's uh, see what everyone remembers for week fourteen. It's quiz time. Fourth down. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, time to put your week 14 knowledge to the test. And doing that for the contestant today is Adam Murphy from Five Yard Rush. Adam, welcome your mate. It's been, uh, been a long time since you've been on the pod, but uh, you've been a busy boy. Yeah, uh, busy, busy to say the least. We're uh, up to five shows a week like yourself mm. and uh, fantasy season. So week 15. Yeah. Um, it's crunch time for you boys, isn't it? This is this is where the money's made, this right? So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. Uh, it's been a long season, a lot of uh, surprises, and yet also a lack of surprises in some ways as well. So, mm. um, just looking forward to reaping the fruits of our labour next week. Hopefully, we get some titles. And, Absolutely. Uh, how 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 are you, how are you performing in fantasy football this season? Not bad. I'm still alive in just under fifty percent of my league. So. Nice. Um, 40 leagues started uh 25 i do with stocks and we share yeah and 15 stocks and stocks and share yeah so stocks. <laughs> go on to uh, wall street yeah. and um so yeah we so, there's some of those i inherited some like dynasty teams that were absolute rag and had no chance of making the playoffs yeah but i'm still alive in 19 
that's mm, nice. Yeah, I, th- I think my, my season this year has been, yeah, not, not to humble brag or anything, but it's probably one of the best seasons I've ever had. So I'm not quite sure if I want to come back next year because I think in the 14 or 15 leagues I've in, I've actually like had eight first round buys, which is kind of unheard of, really. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It all, it's, it's all got, we've still got two weeks to come crashing down to earth, so we, we shall see. But there we go. Um, well, this is it now with all these injuries going out. You've got Mike Evans, you've got Marvin Jones, DJ Chark. Oh, so Jacobs looks like he play this week. So. Who knew? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely loads. Um, yeah, say if you want to go and check out how to kind of dodge those uh, those difficulties in fantasy football, go head over and uh, check the boys out, Five Yard Rush on Twitter. Of course, their podcast as well. Very good information from you and uh, say and stocks as well and all the other boys that uh, are part of that as well. Very good podcast, very much. Uh, so we, we talk a lot off air. Off air, we're not even, not even on a radio show, but um, yeah, we talk obviously off it and off off podcast and obviously we're good mates and all the rest of it so yeah uh really really enjoy your podcast really enjoy the stuff you guys put out so one of the best podcasts obviously in the uk as told by scott hansen on your intro so there we go <laughs> yeah no, i appreciate that and, and same to you you know we we uh, ride and die together people seem to think the podcasts are really um competitive but actually mm. we all just we all just get on and we yeah. all have totally a laugh fun. and a giggle we're all, yeah. we're all building it together you so. know in in 10 years time when everybody looks back and it's amazingly fashionable to uh an NFL supporter there'll mm. be those of us that were here at the I'm not going to say the beginning because the beginning really started in the, in the yeah. 70s and the 80s and that would be a disrespect to older listeners who have been supporting this for a long time and well before you and I were even a twinkle in our father's eye yeah, exactly. um, but you know I still feel we're in the pre explosion of NFL I think we're mm. on the cusp oh, yeah. of it yeah. we were talking to Alistair Kirkwood last night and mm. you know it's definitely big plans and in growth and I think you know when we get to six, eight games here in the in the in the UK, which I can only see happening soon, mm. then I think we're going to get even more fans. And yeah, we, we would have, we can say that hey, we were part of maybe the second wave, not the original wave, mm. but um, and that'd be nice. And yeah. they'll see that we've done a thousand plus episodes of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. What else are we going to do with our time, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> right. Okay, let's get on to week fourteen. Then, Adam, uh, did you watch much of it? Obviously, being a, an avid uh, fantasy football fan, you uh, you crunch all the numbers, so you must have seen quite a bit. Yeah, I I watched. Um, I haven't watched every game yet, but I've watched uh, quite a lot of the games in forty. So, um, I mean, I thought personally, for me, this was probably the best week in terms of we had a lot of games in the early window that were quite close until the end. You obviously had New Orleans. And San Francisco, which was great, with uh, the Buccaneers and the Golds game, which was great, especially for me as a Buccaneers fan. Um, <laughs> but you had a lot of action, and I think uh, you know it was all highly ruined by the Giants and the Eagles on Monday night. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, well, let's put it to the test and let's see how, how much you know. Obviously, everyone, all the listeners at home, get your pens and papers out as well. Uh, let us know how you did at Fulton Yards on the Twitter. But Adam, we're going to put you against the clock, so we're going to start you off in three, two, and one. Question one: Which player scored the last touchdown in Thursday Night Football between the Cowboys and the Bears? Oh, uh, oh that's a good question. Because that's Thursday night. That would have been Anthony Miller. Okay. Question two: Which game had the widest winning margin? Uh, Broncos versus Texans. Okay, question three. Which quarterback had more passing yards in the Carolina-Atlanta game, Matt Ryan or um, Carl Allen? I'd like to say Carl Allen. Okay, question four. Which match? Which was the only match decided by one point? Uh, 
Jets, Dolphins. Okay, question five. Which player had the most rushing yards in the Baltimore-Buffalo game with 89 rushing yards? Sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah, absolutely. Which player had the most rushing yards in the Baltimore-Buffalo game with 89? Devin Singletree. Uh, question six. Which player scored the kick return in the Pittsburgh-Arizona game? Deontay Johnson. Question seven. Name any two players that scored a touchdown in the Kansas City-New England game. Um, well, that counted, so I can't use the kill Harry. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so it would be oh, Brandon Bolden and Julian Edelman. Okay, question eight. Name either player that scored two touchdowns in the Monday Night Football game between the Giants and the Eagles. Sorry, who scored two touchdowns? Or... Yeah, name either player. There were two players that scored two touchdowns. Name name either. Oh, Zach Ertz. Okay, question nine. Darius Slayton. <laughs> no bonuses here. No, question nine. How many points were there in the 49ers at New Orleans Saints game? Uh, funny enough, I did this on the pod. Uh, 94. And question 10, within 10, how many receiving yards did Tyler Higby get versus the Seahawks? Oh, I know he broke 100. Uh, he got 100. Oh, my God, I just wrote this up. Uh, it was like 116, 117, uh, 116. Okay, stop the clock. How do you think you did? There were some doozies in there, Jesus. Was, uh, uh, that the... was hard. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a tough... Tough first half, better in the back nine. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you'll you'll find that that was the case. Let's start off with question one. The last touchdown scorer in the Thursday night football game was Amari Cooper in garbage time from Dak Prescott. Oh, of he was. <laughs> the uh, widest winning margin uh, was thirty five between the Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, mm, yeah, because I think the Texans brought it back a little bit, didn't they? Of course they did. That's what got me lost. I was like, they were so far ahead of turn that game off. Yeah. Uh, quarterback with more passing yards in the Carolina Atlanta game was Matt Ryan by 20. He had 313. Carl Allen, 293. But uh, those, those were the hard ones because he got in a bit of a roll here. So Mitch, the match decided by one point was the 22-21 to 21 New York Jets-Miami game. So yeah, that was correct. Uh, question five. Devin Singletree. Well done on this one. This was a was a, half, a, a difficult one. It's easy to go for uh, like Lamar Jackson or Mark Ingram or something here, but uh, yeah, Devin Singletree, 89 yards was correct. Uh, Deontay Johnson, obviously that was a quite a quick answer. Kick return in the Pittsburgh-Arizona game. Uh, two touchdown scorers in the Kansas City-New England game was question seven. You and Edelman and Bolden, they of course are correct. You could also have Travis Kelsey and McCole Harmon. Uh, question eight, name either player that scored two touchdowns in the Monday Night Football game. You obviously got both, but can only give you the one, I'm afraid. Question nine, 94 points, of course. That's a slubber knocker between uh, the 49ers and the Saints. And you managed to nail uh, Tyler Higby, 116 uh, receiving yards as well. So I think you got the back seven all right. So yeah, seven out of 10 in two minutes, 21. Good effort. Uh, yeah, um, gutted. I can't believe I've missed the jacks and the... The charges and yeah, I'm not not so fast about the rest, but yeah. <laughs> seven out of ten. Though, it shows you shows you how much uh, how much you pay attention each week, obviously, because you've got to crunch all the numbers and all your stats uh, with your with your fancy advice that you're giving out with you know backing up your your claims. Obviously, it kind of puts it to good test there. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good test. I almost do feel like I need to come on every week just to make sure I'm uh, I'm paying attention. Yeah, it's like it adds to the pressure. No, nah, there were there was some. I wrote those this afternoon, and I thought oh, I'd, I'd read them out. I was thinking, bloody hell, there'd be uh, there's some difficult ones in there. But uh, yeah, seven out of ten, not to not yeah. to be sniffed at. But uh, Adam, obviously, uh, thanks for for coming on, and uh, you're about to go and record your podcast. 
Uh, yes, so we're going to get that in the bin and get that sorted uh, ASAP. Mm, okay, make we... sure it gets out tonight. We can race to see who gets out first. Yeah, we, yeah, you always you always beat me every week to it. So um, yeah, we'll see we'll see how we go. I'm about to, to well, go. As that well, stocks. So. I can't. <laughs> okay, mate. Well, well uh, I'll well, let you go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks always for having me on. Yeah, anytime, mate. And say uh, best of luck with all your, your fantasy stuff. And uh, say yeah, a big big fan of the pod, and obviously big fan of what you guys do. So uh, keep it keep it up. Thanks, mate, and we'll uh, we'll catch you in the new year. We'll get you in the studio now. You're uh, a lot closer to us and uh, yeah, just, a bit yeah. closer to uh, the action. Absolutely, cool, mate. Yeah, we'll speak soon. All right, mate. Take it easy. That was fourth down. The referees are coming in. It's time for the two minute warning. That's the two minute warning. Okay, seven out of ten there for Adam. Great efforts. Um, Don't forget to go and check them out, the boys out over at Five Yard Rush. But seeing as we are inside the two-minute warning, we've got no timeouts left. Let's give you a quick update. All things full ten yards, things a bit closer to home. College Pod was obviously out yesterday. Tom and Maxwell giving Lee a breather there, so go and check that out. Lots of good stuff over there in the college side of things. Uh, I know Lee obviously tried to do a a little watch watch party last week from Twitch as well, so uh, didn't quite go to plan, but we'll certainly be uh, firing that one up again very soon indeed uh, articles are plenty on the website start sits for every game as well obviously full 10 look aheads will be up on the website as well probably by the time you are reading this um, yeah start sits obviously for every game penultimate week of the fantasy season because let's face it you shouldn't be playing in week 17 if you are make sure you go and uh, have a word with your commish um, but good luck in with all the fantasy playoffs uh, that will be starting on Thursday nights a bit later on as it like I say with the Jets and the Ravens injuries are starting to bite a few teams so hopefully you can negotiate that starting to get bit feisty in our league Lawrence our staff league me and you were on a buyer being number one and two seasons oh yeah I was I was I was waiting to mention that yeah that yeah. We, yeah just just to all you listeners both Tim and I had a buy this week um I I needed that buy absolutely I had my, my two starting running backs are James Connor and Josh Jacobs Oof. so I would have been absolutely stuffed if I would have been playing last week so Thank God I had that buy. So yeah. hopefully both of them are actually back for for this weekend's action. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. I'm not going to curse anything by by saying anything more <laughs> other than good luck to the four teams that are in that semi final. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've got uh, I've got Adam to negotiate as well. So uh, maybe maybe I'll see you next week in the final, uh, Lawrence. We'll, uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see about that. That that would be fun. That mm. would be fun. We'll have to do a little little breakdown of that if it does happen. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I can demolish you again like I did in regular season. Oh, <laughs> anyway, oh, moving, dear, dear. moving, moving on. Good luck to everyone in the in the Lister League. Uh, I'm I'm one of the four semi finalists in there as well. So I think it's Martin, Neil, and Andrew uh, who make up the four. So good luck to you for you three folks as well. Maybe I'll see one of you boys uh, next week. If you listen, you are listening to this on a Thursday. Make sure you are going to vote in the general election. Obviously, this isn't a general election podcast, but so uh, let's face it, it affects affects everyone. But uh, yeah, go and vote for the the Pro Bowl as well. That's an election of sorts, isn't it? But um, yeah, go. Go and go and vote uh, in the election. So in a few years' time, we can probably have another vote and then another vote and then another vote. 
Um, talking of things on Twitter, go and give uh, has JG a JG been fired uh, account over on Twitter a follow. Oh, that's my my little baby I created. So I'm just making fun of the situation over there in Dallas. And don't forget, it's giving season. It's Christmas. Go, go and give an NFL fan some merch this Christmas. Loads of sales going on on the moment at NFL Europe Shop. Uh, so yeah, you can get an extra ten percent off, of course, with our code full ten. So make go and do that. My brother got me a nice Dallas Chrome mini helmet for my birthday. Perfect size. Just got find somewhere to now put it um, and then final shout out to the two players the two people currently leading the uh, pick'em contest uh, 26 and scott chief uh, with 132 correct selections so still all to play for there but that's going to do it for today's podcast hope you enjoyed the show don't forget to subscribe uh, rate and review and tell a friend as well please go into and tell everyone out there we put a lot of time and effort into giving you all everything nfl and everything uh, you know college fantasy football and and, and betting as well so um, give something back to us that'd be that'd be very much appreciated but we'll be back at the weekend no doubt so keep those eyes and ears peeled but in the meantime Lawrence thanks for for joining me um it's good to be back no problem. it's good to be back so um yeah obviously we'll do it again very soon indeed so it's goodbye from Lawrence awesome take care everybody and it's goodbye from me and it's been a couple of weeks but in the great words of Kevin Cadle it's bye bye for now bye bye Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.